0: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media podcast network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fees Dumpster Diving, where we look at something horrible from the past, usually the '80s or, or '90s. Today, we're we're traveling back to that decade of of big hair and Andrew Dice Clay and uh, Billy Joel. I, I I'm sure there were I think other... he was in
1: the 70s too though
0: Yeah There were I mean there were a lot of things going on in the 80s Bruce Springsteen That's pretty 80s Madonna Yeah
1: that's pretty 80s Yeah Madonna's very, That's uh, that's a perfect example I Yeah
0: think. There you go uh, The eight, The 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 decade that Saw the death of the real Van Halen <laughs> And the rise Of Fake Halen Or Van Hagar Whatever you want to call Van it Van Hagar Yep but anyway, so we're we're looking at small AIDS. wonder. Yes, that's true. The decade of the decade of eights.
1: Well, I was reading something that's kind of crazy. It sounded like there was like some virus back in the sixties that was very similar. Oh. That may have been like an earlier form of it or something. But yeah,
0: it was psychedelic aids.
1: Yep. <laughs> uh, in order to uh, cure yourself, you just had to not take a bath. So everybody just uh, you know <laughs> got rid of it.
0: Patchouli was the cure, and it was yeah. it was everywhere. So, you know that that worked out well. Ugh, yeah. Oh, hippies. Anyway, so oh, and uh, listening to terrible acid rock was another another right. way to cure it. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm not a huge fan of stuff like I know I'm gonna. Well, actually, our audience is probably too young to really care. But like the Grateful Dead and stuff like that, I'm not a fan. Cured?
1: Yeah, I I don't think I I don't know if I've ever heard a song by the Grateful Dead, but I'm pretty sure I wouldn't like them.
0: No, it's just it's.
1: Wait, no, I think uh, I heard that truckin' song, but I don't care for that one. Yeah, I think that's some convoy. <laughs> no, it's uh, called truckin'.
0: No, I know what you're talking. I know the song you're talking about. Uh, it's a convoy. Yeah, that's totally not the Grateful Dead. Um, so that's another thing that happened in the 80s, I believe, like 80, 81, maybe.
1: Convoy. I, I think thought that so. might have been the late seventies, but you might be right, it might be eighty.
0: I think it was like a hold like a holdover, one of those things with like like a that Tony Orlando hit that came out in nineteen
1: eighty. We should do a uh, a dumpster diving on uh
0: music. Just, like, oh, my God. Music. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> the seventies is think a we wash can play with the it.
1: Music yeah. I've
0: got like, some ways like how to I hate get the around. It. Like,
1: like the doors. I just hate the doors. Oh, and yeah. I don't know how people like them. There's like they have like five good songs, but every other song I've ever heard by them is so horrible that it just like offsets any good they have done in the world. Mm-hmm. It's like terrible.
0: We could we could do that that cover of the Bob Dylan Rolling Stones, <laughs> like a oh, Rolling the, uh, yeah,
1: Stone. <laughs> that was the most ridiculous thing I've seen in my whole life.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, which is oh everyone, they know. They yeah, know about this. That's true. Mike and I went to the casino one time, and there was, at, at uh, the casino in Windsor, this was a long time ago, pre-9-11, and <laughs> there was a cover band, they had a band there, usually on the weekends, and they were doing Bob, D- well, I guess they were doing just a bunch of different covers, but they did Bob Dylan's Like a Rolling Stone, and that song's slow anyway, and they, I think they slowed it down about to maybe half. It was pretty ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I don't understand. It's not a hard song to play. No.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think they just learned how to play their instruments.
1: Yeah, I think I could probably figure it out uh, just from memory in like 10 minutes. I would be shocked if it took me that long to figure out the chords.
0: I think you figuring out... Like, you just going up there cold and trying to figure out the song and then playing it would have been faster than them playing it. It better. (laughs) Oh, God. It was terrible. I don't know how they got that gig. Uh, but I've
1: always uh, wanted to like uh, like in a fantasy type scenario like uh like someone like playing like music on stage and like the guitarist like breaks his hand in the uh, trunk or something <laughs> and they ask me to like you know <laughs> I mean really I think I think I think I missed my chance I should have just like pushed them out of the way and took over absolutely <laughs> it was it was so weird I don't I don't understand they must have been like uh, like the pit boss is like a uh, nephew or something
0: yeah I think if you had taken a a bottle of beer and smashed it over that guy's hand and then took the it because I don't think anyone would have cared no that could have been a real Marty McFly situation uh, but anyway so small wonder uh, what can I say about and, this and trip? really when you
1: think about it uh, Back in the Future is really haunted uh, by the specter of uh, Marty knowing that his uh, mother was raped by a guy that his uh, dad now works for yeah that is true I mean, until he changes it, but I mean, yeah.
0: Imagine that realization—that this whole time, that guy that that crashed your dad's car and because he spilled beer on his shirt had raped your mother. What uh, if that
1: was his real? What if that was his real father? Because he had to quickly get. Because I think they got married pretty quickly, and it's not like, uh, you know, George McFly is Mister Charm over there. So she's like, "Oh yeah, let's get married and have sex real quick." Right, but Marty's, but that's not that would be Marty's the youngest, so it wouldn't be his father. No, but he we, has like an older. Doesn't he have older siblings?
0: Yeah, what's not is his name George? That no, that's his dad's name. Oh, I can't remember his brother's, his oldest brother's name. But he's Isn't
1: the oldest. He, is the brother in jail or like his uncle's in jail? His uncle's in jail. They make a joke. about him, Yeah,
0: his brother works at like a fast food place or something like that. He's a loser until until Marty <laughs> changes the future, and then somehow he's a successful businessman.
1: Well, he probably just had a lot of money from his wealthy father who invented Star Wars.
0: <laughs> that, was the, that was the key to success in the 80s, is that he, he went from fast food to being a, just a generic businessman. Yeah. Well, I always wear a suit to the office, Marty.
1: <laughs> that was a pretty uh, popular op- occupation in the 80s businessman.
0: You know there's so not to get off track because we never do that but we haven't
1: got on track so technically we're not ruining anything.
0: There's there's an animated show of Back to the Future that that came out in the 80s, the same decade that we're talking about right now. It was the, I think the late 80s and the early 90s and in one of the episodes they they use the time machine to go way back to prehistoric times. And they accidentally prevent the the dinosaurs from be getting wiped out basically. I think they re they re they <laughs> the doc invented some sort of machine where they were able to deflect the asteroids somehow i don't I don't know exactly how that worked, but when they come back, the future obviously is com- or the present has completely changed, and dinosaurs have evolved to be the dominant species so they're like dinosaur human hybrids but there's just a biff there still <laughs> there's a <laughs> there's a biff dinosaur so it's like okay so it's not just this guy's family line that's you know like a troublesome family line or whatever he's just like an evil entity that exists in the world like his
1: his fate is tied to Marty McFly.
0: it's so weird <laughs> wait uh but anyway so Small wonder. For those of you that don't know that have never seen this show, I think we we mentioned it a couple times uh, before. This was a request by our friends over at TV Tuners, so this one's for you guys. I guess uh, you made us watch this horrible, horrible show. the The premise of the show is that the dad works at a robotics place, and they he's married. They have a son. I don't know if he always wanted a daughter, and he's just addicted to pulling out or what, but they, he created a female robot, a little girl female robot, and that's Vicky, which I think stands for something. I'm pretty sure that's an acronym.
1: Yeah, I think it is.
0: I, I'm not going to look it up, and I don't care, but it stands for something, some sort of computerized thing. But anyway, so that's that's the basic premise of the show. She's a she's a robot, and she's slowly learning a, as she goes along. Which basically means that they got an actress that is really good at a dead-eyed stare, because <laughs> that is most of her. That's most of her performance in this episode, and as the show is just staring dead-eyed forward, and then like a psychopath repeating something that somebody says.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, I was. Thinking, I felt kind of bad for the actress uh, who played her. As far as I know, she didn't do anything after this. No. Um, but, like, yeah, it was, it was, like, basically, like, she's basically, like, a maid. Her character is a maid, so they just have her, like, come to the set and, like, clean up and shit.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Because she- the calf is like, oh, Vicky, uh, you know, turn that lamp off. Or, Vicky, you know, clean mm-hmm. up that, uh, you know, mysterious liquid I spilled over the table.
0: <laughs> Vicky, get these stains out of this sock. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's not it's not good. Uh, you could
1: tell from the very beginning. I, I I remember watching this show when I was you know at, when it was out live because I don't think it was uh I don't think it ever made syndication. I don't think or or was it a syndicated show? Because I would guess I, the uh, production values are so poor. I uh, you oh, could recreate yes. this with a VHS camera. Like it's like it almost looks like public access quality. Like you can tell it's a terrible show because the banding, the actors are like. They're doing like the dumbest, like, you know, physical comedy. It's like it's not even funny. It's like, what are they even doing here? I, I'm just confused, if anything.
0: I was gonna save this till later, but I'll I'll say it now since you're talking about it. The the house that they film in is fine. I guess it's a typical normal house set. Anytime they go outside of the house in any way, it looks like a ten-year-old that built some cardboard uh, like cardboard facades of things <laughs> At one point they go into a quote unquote alley and it is it is literally like you said, it looks like community theater level where it just it looks yeah, like it looks yeah. like cardboard that somebody drew on with a ma- magic marker.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really, I don't know what their budget was, per episode. It, it couldn't have been high, unless they were just, like, you know, buying tons of drugs with it or something, which <laughs> would explain the script.
0: Yeah. Yeah, all their all their money went to securing uh, guest star Foster Brooks. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, this particular episode was, uh, it, it was the typical 80s, uh, like, oh, we have to help the homeless plight type thing, so, mm-hmm. you know, and then there was the wacky misunderstanding, the, uh, Parents were explaining to the son, whose name I don't know, and I don't care to know. I I, I don't need to know this guy's name. Um, <laughs> but the, so this, the, Vicky was talking to the son, and like, and Vicky and the son were talking to the mother. She was saying, oh, we have to help the homeless. You know, it's important that these people have a home. So lo and behold, she sends him to the market, which is really weird, because this kid looks like he's like 10. Mm-hmm. So she sent him to the grocery store with like a list that's like, so it's like you know it's it, I think it's it's meant as a joke but it's not presented like with any comic timing whatsoever.
0: It's so stupid. It's like stupid. a list that, like
1: it's a it's like oh I have a list and like the list like flops out so it's like you know the classic like oh it's you know twice as long but it's like it, 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 at no point do you think it's gonna be just one page it's like so poorly like you know presented.
0: Like you said, this is the the. This is the biggest fail of a joke I've ever seen in my life. Because like you said, it's, it's a classic one where she's like, I've got a short list. And he picks up one page, you know, like he picks it. So imagine, you know, a note, a notepad that you'd scribble something on. He picks up, he picks up that. And then, like you said, just not with any comic timing at all, just flops down another side. Like it's a second sheet. And that's it. It's not it's not the long thing that trails down to the floor or or anything like that. Just no. one extra sheet. Like you kind of feel that they couldn't afford a long roll of paper that would do yeah. that sort of thing. The Yeah, exactly. Even the studio audience only gave it a cursory laugh. And yeah, they
1: seemed like it just as confused as I was.
0: Yeah. This, this was maybe the the one audience that you know they <laughs> They they were normal people that maybe they got re- rerouted from some other show that came out in
1: 1985.
0: <laughs> Great. Uh Yeah. So apparently this was a syndic. This was a syndicated show. It didn't have a network. It was. I would
1: love to know the budget per episode.
0: <laughs> it was distributed by uh, Metro Media Producers Corporation for <laughs> season one. That
1: sounds like the most made up like company name I've ever heard of.
0: <laughs> apparently they. They were a media company that sprang a Mega Media, company? yeah. That spread spread out of or sprang out of Orion Pictures, and I think
1: "spread" is the appropriate term, much like a deadly plague.
0: Right. They were, I guess, they were an offshoot of Dumont's, but the the their content library was eventually sold or uh, bought by Metro Goldwyn Mayer, uh, and they so that the, the set, seasons two through four. Uh, were sold to 20th century fox so 20th century fox still there were
1: four seasons of the show mm-hmm. wow
0: yeah so the the genre of this is comedy science fiction sitcom I don't think any of those words are accurate <laughs> maybe, no. sit- I, mean, I, maybe would Elf is, I would say alpha's
1: I would say alpha's more of a uh, comedy alien uh, sci fi sitcom than this mm-hmm like, I mean, thought Elf was bad. This this show is so bad.
0: The show was created by Howard Michael Leeds, who was a Canadian-American television producer. Uh, he... Oh, I thought
1: you were going to say this was some sort of make-a-wish type thing.
0: <laughs> All I want before I die is to make a horrible television show. Uh, so he he was a producer and a writer for the Brady Bunch. And then he worked on uh, he worked on the facts of life and silver spoons.
1: That's weird. I mean, those. I mean, I wouldn't say those were great shows, but I mean, they were like you know acceptable, like for quality. It's like yeah, eh, okay. It's I understand the premise, you know. Whatever. It's not a great show, but I have nothing else. But I mean, like uh, this small wonder show is like aggressively bad. Like it's I oh, yeah. I'm very. I thought it was like maybe one two seasons at the most. Like. Four seasons of this show. I don't understand like why you need like more than one episode to explain everything about the show.
0: Exactly, and and there's so if they had treated it like you know, and there's ways they could have gone with this. They could have made it a sitcom that wasn't as wacky as a lot of sitcoms wasn't were in the eighties, and treated it as sort of like an actual exploration of her. Trying to become more human, or, or whatever. I mean, there's there's interesting ways they could have gone that they did not at all.
1: They literally think like the person like pulled up into the uh, you know the uh, company Metro Golden um, Mega Farm whatever, <laughs> and said, "Hey, I got an idea for a TV show. It's a guy with a robot girl." Sold.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was just uh, white powder dripping from everyone's noses, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah that yeah, sounds great."
1: I, I, I imagine there's uh, some sort of drug behind this uh, this show. I mean, even I mean, even if the you know the pr- I don't understand why the production value is so terrible. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I really I don't think anyone was making money off the show to see how bad, um, or they were making a lot more than they should have because yeah. it is so. I- um. But so, anyways, this up so after they uh, you know get the big talk about helping out the homeless. Uh, mm-hmm. Vicky and the boy um, go to get the groceries because you know who doesn't send your uh, you know young child and his robot companion through the uh, inner city at like you know nine at night to get some groceries, right? And uh, luckily, they run into one of the uh, the whimsical uh, hobos, not one of the rapey hobos.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's Foster Brooks famed drunk guy. Uh, I Those of you who are unaware, <laughs> which is, I'm sure a lot of you, in the, the 60s, he was basically a comedian whose whole bit was, I'm going to pretend that I'm drunk. And that's what he did. He would he would do this thing where he'd be like, uh, I'm going to... Th- th- you know, like he's pretending to hiccup and, and stuff like that. Like he's all smashed out of his gourd. And then he'd do Dean Martin celebrity roasts and tell Bob Newhart that, you know, his his mind isn't the only thing buttoned down. Or or whatever. <laughs> you know, like that. Did
1: uh, Norm MacDonald uh, borrow these jokes?
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. That was his whole shtick. So, Ugh. that's who... Oh,
1: the- I I- yeah, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was
0: just gonna say, that's who this dude was. <laughs>
1: Foster Brooks. I wasn't quite sure who he was until you explained. I kind of know who he is. Yeah. Um. I, I forgot to point out. There's a really terrible, like, a part at the beginning where the dad's like talking about getting into shape, and he's like making this protein concoction. Yeah. But first of all, I think uh, Vicky puts in like a pound of protein powder to this drink she's making because mm-hmm. they're talking, and she's just like scooping out like protein powder the entire time. Yep. But then uh, it's like. Possibly the worst special effect I've ever seen in my entire life is the blender doesn't work, so they plug it into Vicky's hand, which I don't understand why it would be able to spin like that. That doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. But he, like, pops... He, like, presses her nose, and then, like, it blends for them, and then he presses... So, like, she had a blender this whole time, just in case?
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's her... I don't know if it's her hands are supposed to be turning that fast, like, her, her fingers or whatever, or... Or what? But yeah, it's terrible. And he's also wearing the worst red pants.
1: Oh yeah, there's golf pants, and they are really bad.
0: But anyway, so yeah, so they come upon Foster Brooks. Do you think
1: that maybe like uh, they just didn't have a wardrobe, so they found those pants on the street? (laughs) And they're like, yeah, we'll say they're golf pants. Sorry, it's not in the budget this week.
0: They found it at the same homeless shelter that they actually found Foster Brooks. <laughs>
1: Probably. Foster Brooks was wearing them. Yeah.
0: Foster Brooks, they thought he was doing uh, method acting, but it's just he had, hadn't worked since
1: 1966. Great. So And that was a bar mitzvah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they they... Jamie basically says, oh, you know, you're a homeless guy. And... I don't know, like there's some stupid dialogue and it basically just cuts. So they go back home. But yeah,
1: Vicky, Vicky, by the way, we, we discover is like the dumbest fucking robot you've ever seen in your entire life. Mm-hmm. Like she yes. just repeats what people say and she just doesn't seem to know anything. Like I, I don't understand why. It's like Rosie from uh, The Jetsons, but dumber.
0: Yeah, exactly. Rosie without the personality. <laughs> that's what it is. Right. Because she's not sassy or sarcastic. She's like, just... if
1: you're a future... Yeah, like if you're a future fan, there's an episode where they take out Bender's personality chip. That's basically who she is.
0: Yeah, exactly. She'll so someone will say like, "There's a sucker born every minute," and she'll go, "Sucker born every minute," and that's her acting. Right.
1: Yeah, that's that's basically. I don't. This girl's very young, so I mean, maybe she just is the best oh, yeah. she can do. I don't. It's know. not
0: her fault. It's
1: oh, it, her parents uh, are definitely to blame for this.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, not only that, but it's really badly written. They don't. They don't yes. give her anything to do as an actress. No, it's
1: just like, hey, it's a robot, but it's not. It's a girl acting like a robot, which is not a robot.
0: Yeah, every director was probably like, you know, sound like a sound like a speak and say. That that's that's your direction. That's the only direction she got, if any. Yeah. So, anyway, they, uh, the parents come home, and they're like, hey, you know, what have you kids been doing today? And he goes, oh, I'll show you what I did. And then Foster Brooks walks out, and he's like, this is what I did. And my first thought was, ooh, that's, yes. that's an unfortunate phrase, seeing as uh, your parents are walking in to the kids completely home alone with a strange man.
1: Yes. And this is the most insane part of all. I mean, first of all, he's wearing like her bathrobe, so mm-hmm. he clearly like you know bathed, and it's probably like you know a layer of all sorts of stuff down there. Oh
0: yeah, classic. Um, and bit. then
1: they come. How, how the fuck does this uh, this guy not f- first of all murder him and then throw his body out of the house immediately? <laughs> Seriously, like oh look, it's a vagrant with my young son and my uh, robot uh, daughter.
0: Yeah, and with with hobos, you can kill them. No one's gonna look. Right, I mean, was he cleaning because he was about to do something to the children? I don't know. Was he? Was he getting ready? Yeah, I mean, it was it was very odd. The whole thing's strange. I mean, even I would like to think that were I a homeless man, that I'd know better than to go home with a child alone.
1: Yeah, if I—if this was—if uh, this was me, uh, the the next scene would be like uh, my wife escorting the kids out of the room as I bash his head in with a baseball bat.
0: No kidding.
1: <laughs> I so- mean, that what. Wow, They're, I don't understand this, but, but instead the kids go, well, you said we got to help the homeless. they like, ah, oh, you're right, you got us there.
0: <laughs> we can't do anything about it. Trapped in right. logic.
1: Yeah, our, we uh, we didn't explain something clearly to our 10-year-old child, so uh, now we have to go with his weird, warped sense of uh, the world.
0: What if Foster Brooks was like, you know what would really help me is a blowjob from your wife? Would they have to be like, oh, we got to help him?
1: Well, Mom, yeah mom he said we got to be nice to them, right?
0: Treat them just You're like right, anybody mate. else, and we know how many blowjobs goes, you've given up.
1: And he goes snowball me. I haven't eaten in weeks. Oh
0: god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh. Uh,
1: that's what
0: they do. If you got a like a piece of candy in your mouth, it's like salty and sweet. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so... Is the uh, dingleberries on this hobo?
0: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> he's, he's certainly got some schmegma.
1: Now, I just want to go on the record stating that I am a huge fan of hobos in general, yeah. but not like in a real-life situation where they're trying to interact with you. Exactly. Like the fictional legendary version of hobos.
0: Yeah, as a concept, they're great. But as a dirty oh, yeah, human but, uh, being in my house, they're not.
1: Yes. But as someone who's uh, been in your house with your child for hours and took a shower for some reason. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's every time... Jamie, that's the boy's name, Jamie. Every time Jamie thinks back on his time with uh, the hobo, he'll uh, he'll curl up in a ball and say, Calgon, take me away. <laughs> uh, all right. So they're basically... Yeah, they,
1: so they have to... They don't want to, you know, upset their child, so they mm. let this homeless guy live in their house.
0: Yeah, good strategy, by the way. Well, we can't upset the boy.
1: That's yeah, how we're going to live and our life. Course, and this is definitely written by, like, a, a rich producer slash writer because uh, they, we learn that the homeless guy that you were trying to help out, you know, because they're good people, is actually just a lazy person. Yeah, exactly. After all. We catch him talking to uh, Vicky and the boy, and he says, like, oh, my good friend, you know... WC Fields so that there's a sucker born every minute, and that's and he's like basically talking about like he he, he just does he's homeless because he doesn't want to do any work at all.
0: Yeah, And he's talking about them when he says there's a sucker born every minute.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and the kids don't understand it, but then the father kind of catches on with no explanation at all. Yeah, um, and then like he like asks him, he's like, oh, wouldn't you? He's like, what? Wouldn't you rather do that? He's like, and so basically the guy just has no desire to do anything, is what it is.
0: Yep, he doesn't want to work. He just. He ch- he chooses to be a hobo. That's what he says. So so no matter what the mother told you,
1: it's his choice to be poor and homeless.
0: Exactly, and it's such a it's it's such a real world depiction of the homeless too. Not the uh, not the drug addiction or the mental illness or anything that drives them uh, to the streets, but they're it's yeah, the their charming
1: choice. Charming who's telling all these crazy outlandish stories about. It's basically like a Forrest Gump of a guy who shits his pants.
0: Yep, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Uh, so, he... Uh, and and I, I, the, I the boys... So the dad ups- Jenny. Right. Uh, but yeah, the Doesn't
1: dad... Doesn't the dad upset him or something and he leaves?
0: The dad set gets him a job. The dad gets him a job at his plant and says, you can start Perfect. Monday. And so that's what upsets him. And yeah, he leaves. And Jamie's all pissed off because he's like, you made him leave... Because yeah, and he's
1: been brainwashed, as you can tell by his speech to his father, that like, oh, I don't—he doesn't have to work, you know—and he's basically like saying, "I want to be a homeless person as well."
0: Yeah, this is the life that that the boy wants as well. So yeah, he's
1: talking about how you're always free and you can do what you want and all that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, well, they had a big—they had a big debate. The dad and, and Foster Brooks, because the dad's like, "Well, I get two weeks of paid vacation." He goes, "My whole life's a vacation," and he's like, "Well, I, you know, can get this," and Foster Brooks is like. You know, I just eat from the garbage or whatever. <laughs> like, It's right, it's, at one po- it's funny the things they leave out. Yeah.
1: And at one point he's just like, well, look, I'm in your house too. <laughs> it's like, what? What a fucking douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> and then so, much like a lost puppy, the kids decide to go with their parents this time into the murder hobo needle alley, which is mysteriously, uh, you know, pristine. Yeah. It's shabbily constructed.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> and then using the old reverse psychology that's in every other uh TV show ever, the father's like, Oh, come on, let's let's act like uh, Foster Brooks here, and he tries to get them to eat garbage.
0: Yep. And then Jamie's like, Oh, I can't uh I can't have fourteen chocolate sundays a day like I like to have. Great. Uh, sorry, don't want to do this. Hey, do you notice
1: know you know the sandwiches this kid makes? Oh yeah, huge! Like in the in the intro, it's like the size of a phone book. Mm -hmm. In the episode, he makes another sandwich that's quite large as well. Yeah, he's
0: he's he's big on big sandwiches.
1: You know, I've only seen one episode of this show, but I figured it entirely out. Yeah, see, the dad the show is actually that the dad made the uh, the robot to be uh, Jamie's companion. Oh, look, I said his name. So he and his mom can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Look, the, the, kid, the kid is really skilled at making sandwiches because he's just been left at home with his fucking uh, robot all the time.
0: <laughs> Seriously. I watched, for the, the dumpster diving that I used to do on YouTube, I, I watched an episode of this and did it. It was a different episode than this one. But it was one where they wanted to go out on a date and the, the boy wanted to stay home alone, so they left the robot in charge. And, and they just did leave him home alone. <laughs> so i i totally agree like every plot that i've seen of this of this show is about uh this kid being abandoned
1: great right. and yeah look at this one they're obviously at the house after they send them out for groceries uh, it's dark out i mean mm-hmm. i know it's a different time but wow i don't care if you have a robot or not i mean it's just a little girl acting like a robot
0: yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, if she has a blender handy, maybe she do some damage. But I don't know. If she is she is she especially strong? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, she I can. Hope so. She
0: can lift a bunch of like she. She's shown to be strong in in other episodes, but her powers sorry, are very vague. So
1: They're very shitty.
0: Yeah, it's whatever they need her to be able to do, uh, but also they never need her to do anything very impressive. <laughs>
1: Do you think anybody in the whole entire process of the creation to the filming of it was excited about that Blender part?
0: Oh, my God. I can I'm imagine. Like, hey, I got a great idea. Yep. Oh, this is, this is a great bit.
1: I mean, it was a whole scene just to like do this terrible special effect. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, so they go, and then, lo and behold, he doesn't want to be a vagrant after all.
0: Yeah, and then the the camera crew shows up for some reason. I don't know why they knew that they were going to be in an alley, but oh, we forgot the mom. She was
1: really active in the uh, homeless, you know, anti homeless or pro homeless, I guess. Yeah, thing. So she was telling them about you know, oh, you should come out and film it, and she's trying to encourage the she. Someone at the TV station to uh, a guy smiling and, like, or something. Document. Them. Yeah, yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah, they wanted to get awareness out about it. So he comes and he's like. Uh, oh, a, a poor, unfortunate homeless family, and she says, "No, you know, we're not, we're not homeless." I I talked to you today, and he was like, "Oh," and then for some reason, I don't know why, reporters instead of asking any questions, he just assumes information and reports it as if it's fact, and says, "Oh, they so believe in the cause that they're they're staying out here in solidarity with the homeless people, basically like pretending they're homeless." And they're like, yeah, and then there's, I can't remember the line that Vicky says, but it's just something she's repeating, something about... was it the sucker
1: born every minute line again? It's
0: something like that. But it's just her repeating a different line in a serial killer's voice. And then that's supposed to be the big joke that we go out on. And that's the end of the episode.
1: Yeah, this show is very bad. Uh, I don't recommend anybody watch any episodes of this at all.
0: No, it is fucking horrible.
1: I don't know that you can make this show as the way it's set out now funny at all. There's nothing funny about the show.
0: No, Do you know how bad this show would tank if, like, let's if this came out to Netflix with the same production value, same writing,
1: it would See, be. I think destroyed. someone would be like, "I think someone would be like, oh that's awesome.' Someone clearly made that at their own home, you know, or like there'd be like some kind of kitsch value, but it's it's so bad.
0: I don't even I, like I. I I think that people in their in their own homes with an iPhone could make a better-looking
1: show to take. Uh, There's no doubt about that. I was thinking that, hold on, I'm like, you could have made this with a v- v- uh, VHS recorder at the time.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, exactly.
1: Like, it might have been a public access show, for all I know.
0: It was, it, like you said, I don't know what the budget on the show was, but if, if these actors weren't getting paid a lot, like if they were just getting paid normal scale or whatever, then one of two things was happening. Either some producer or production company, like you know, 20th Century Fox, was making a shitload of money from this show because they were selling syndication rights, or no one watched this show and the syndication deal for it was incredibly tiny.
1: Great.
0: I mean, like, you know, I don't know. Like, I know in the in the now this is the early 90s, so it's a it's a little bit later, and it's David Letterman, so. You know, obviously that's gonna go for a lot more. But they offered David Letterman fifty million dollars a year for his sh- for his show to be syndicated when he was uh leaving NBC before he decided on on going to C B S. So you know, it like obviously Small Wonder's not gonna get anywhere near that. But even at like a million, let's say they did a million a year, there's no way they put a million dollars a year into this budget.
1: Oh, no, there's I think they bought one set, and then maybe every so often they have like the the alley set, you know. Yep,
0: exactly. Uh, but that is our episode for the day. Uh, I don't know. Why don't you interact with us? Hey, uh, TV tuners decided to give us a suggestion on something to do, and we actually did it. So if you want to do the same thing, you can go to massive late fee uh, or at massive late fee on Twitter. Or uh, at massive late Mike on Twitter. I think that's it, right? Massive late fee Mike or like
1: late- that's that, uh, something like that.
0: Yeah, just play around with those and you'll find it. It's massive late Mike. That's what it is. Yes. But anyway, so uh, yeah, you know, tweeted us and uh, tell us something that you want us to cover. And if you have a specific episode of something that you like, let us know that too, and we'll we'll, we'll do that. Uh, but we will we, see. You
1: we, we were uh, yeah. We we're looking to do an episode of Sliders, but it was too good.
0: I'm sure we can find one uh yeah but uh yeah we will talk to you next week bye
1: see you next time